This is Faraway Farm Boy Podcast, Episode 2. My guest today is a dairy farmer from Nobleford, Alberta. Great cows and careful management mixed to make this, in my opinion, one of the area's most successful farms. Please welcome Ard Vanderkoy. Ard Vanderkoy, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. How are you? What's your name again? Michaela. I'm Dustin. Pleased to meet you. Thank you. Um, so explain your farm to people who don't know you, to our listener. I'm assuming all my listens are just my mom watching it over and over again. Okay. <laughs> so listener. Okay. Um, well, we are... Yeah, a, a, milk or... yeah, we're milking usually about 85 to 90. And with two DeLaval classic uh, milk robots in a freestyle barn. Sand. You guys have saunas. Yeah. Um, uh, shavings. Yeah. And then uh, double foam matting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when did you start milking here? Uh, well, this barn we built in 2016. So started off buying the, the neighbor's cows and quota. Oh, yeah. And milked there for five years. Yeah. Where were you born? Tell me your life story. Uh, That's what the podcast is about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was born in the Netherlands. Okay. So, and then we immigrated to Canada in 1996. Okay. With my two brothers, sister, and my parents. And we settled on a farm just south of Nobleford. And uh, my dad and my brother, Bas, still uh, milk cows on the, the home How farm. How many they milk? Uh, they're milking about 125. Okay. And then you said 2016 you started here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. we, yeah we bought this farm uh, in 2015 and then we built the barn in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you guys do that with the whole transition? Like, uh, so you bought the cow, your dad helped you buy the cows here and all that stuff? Or well, you worked for this guy for a long my, time before? Yeah, my dad, he, uh, he approached the neighbor. Um, yeah, before, probably before I was even done college and said, you know, like, if you ever want to sell out, uh, come talk to us. Right. And so he did that. Um, and so first I, uh, I worked for him for a year and uh, just to see if the relationship would work and stuff like that. And then uh, I ended up buying two thirds of the cows and quota and we kind of formed a joint venture. Huh. And so we did that for about three and a half, four years until I bought the rest of the cows and quota and then I was there for another one to two years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you got a wife and four kids? No, two. Two kids? Okay. Two kids, yeah. A boy and a girl. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So tell me about your, your best cows. I know you got a lot of good cows. So. <laughs> best cows. That's what, that's what I know you for is having really good production. Really yeah. Good numbers, so. Yeah, um, yeah. It's hard to pick which one would be <laughs> the best one. I got, I got two cows right now. Well, one one is already over one hundred and forty thousand liters, and the other one is like two thousand liters away. Wow. So those are, those are quite good cows. Uh, or lactation. Um, the one is in her eighth, I think, and the other one's in her ninth. And who are they? Um, 
they're both from the from the farm that I bought. Uh, oh right, obviously. Yeah. yeah. One is an, an ashlar, and the other one is a Hidden View Barns. Hmm. So yeah, those those have been really productive cows, but they're getting to the end now. <laughs> and did you flush them or anything? Or? No, oh. no, the pedigrees weren't quite good enough. Huh. So there was one, one that I bought uh, at a tag sale from our uh, our Holstein uh, club show. Okay. Yeah. From Reedfelds. Okay, I, I flushed that cow twice. Is that Jason? Yeah, Jason okay. Reedfeld. Yeah. Yeah. So and she ended up going excellent, ninety-one. Wow. Huh. So she's still in the herd too. Huh. Cool. And what's the rest of your uh, what's your average? What are the rest of your cows doing? Uh, the average. I've been at around forty-three for quite a while. That's insane. Yeah, and that's like I I've been higher than that. Wow. Yeah. So, but no, they've been keeping pretty steady the last little while. And uh, the heat didn't affect you at all? No. No? <laughs> no, they just keep going. But, yeah. you know, like I, they're not overcrowded at all. Right. Right? So they, they got lots of room and if they need to cool off, they can stand under the fans and stuff, right? Right, yeah. So, no, it hasn't really affected them very much. Huh. Yeah. And you guys grow your own feed here and stuff? Most of it. I buy a little bit from the from the neighbors, so and we we buy all of our our, our grain and supplement and everything. We don't grow any of our own grains, right. just forages. Yeah. yeah. So you guys have this quarter and then the the home quarter that you guys. No, I just I, I just own this quarter that the barn is on, and then my dad and my brother own the other two quarters. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys share some equipment, right? Uh yeah, the feed wagon. Oh yeah. The feed wagon and feed tractor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always think that would be super efficient for a small farm, get somebody else to feed for you. Like, I don't know why I'm upset on that, but I always think that if I had a smaller farm, I'd just hire somebody else to come feed for me. It's a yeah. Lot of, well, it's your only expense, really, as far as equipment goes, right? So if you can I know, that's that. for an hour a day, right? Yeah. That's expensive equipment, but... But then they really, yeah, they can charge whatever they want to feed your cows type thing, right? So. And, and it is kind of nice to feed your own cows because then you know exactly what's going in. Yeah, right. sure. You're not getting the, the top of the bunk or whatever. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and it's also really a nice way of keeping inventory, right? Because you're seeing what you're feeding every day. Yeah. Right? That's true, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I like feeding. Yeah. I do too. It's kind of fun. And you, and then you, especially the ones that are out in the corrals, right? Like you, you actually see them. Yeah, it's a herd checkup. Yeah, yeah. Because you keep an eye on, on those animals. See if they're all coming to eat. If there's any sick ones. And, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your last vet visit. The last. The vet. last time the vet came out, what happened? Oh, did you hear about that? <laughs> no, no. I'm just. I just thought that would be an interesting question. So oh. <laughs> it must have been something crazy. If well, it was. You expected me to hear about it. Yeah. No, it, um, I had a heifer that uh, wasn't like this was last. Yeah, last week. No, was it the beginning of the week? I think it was on Monday. Yeah, uh, I had a heifer that, like usually, what I do is I have far off heifers. So about three or four months before calving, I put them in the barn. I have a section blocked off in the back so that they can uh, get used to the free stalls and to sure. the concrete and, and everything like that. 
And so, and it's also a really nice way to keep an eye on them because uh, that's quite often like if there's something wrong with the calf or if they lose it or, you know. Right. You can, you notice it a little bit better than in the corrals, right? And so this heifer was not doing good. And see, I, when I saw her, she was never laying down. She looked like she was in pain. I thought maybe she had pneumonia. So I, I took her and put her in the straw pen. And then the, I had the vet come out and then he checked her and she had a dead calf in her. Mm. So the calf had died. And so, you know, she, if you leave it in there, she's gonna die. Right, she wasn't trying to kick it out either? No, so we induced her, right, uh, to get the cervix to open up yeah. and then uh, we pulled it off. But, you know, this calf had been dead for a couple of days. So oh, yeah. it was tough pulling it out, right? And it yeah. kind of came off in pieces, but yeah. yeah. But, you know, like the heifer's doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I tried milking her, she's not giving a whole lot, so I just dried her off today. Yeah. Yeah. She'll have a different career. I guess so. In yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, lots of fun. You have livestock, you have other sorts of stock too, I guess. Eh? Dead stock. <laughs> well, yeah, if you have livestock, you have dead stock, they say, but, right? Mm -hmm. There's always something going on. Yeah. yeah. So what's next for this farm? What's your goals? Um, I'm kind of happy where I'm at right now with the amount of cows and quota. Yeah. So we'll see when the kids get older if they want to help. But I, I would like to buy some land eventually, yeah? Yeah, for sure. Get a bigger land base. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. right now every year I have to buy some feed. And yeah. it'd be nicer just to be a little bit more self-sufficient. And also maybe uh, to have some extra land to try a few things, yeah. like to try and grow corn or, right. you know, some Timothy or whatever, right? So yeah, yeah. What about production goals as far as that goes? Uh, I, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. If I can, if I can, stay like 44, 45 average year yeah. round, I'm pretty happy with that. So what's your call rate with production like that? I was assuming call rates higher, but. Um, yeah, it, it all depends. Like, uh, this year I'm calling more because all of our incentive days got slashed. Yeah. Right. Otherwise I'd be hanging on to everything. Yeah. Right. I'd be milking probably 15 more cows. Right. Yeah. Everyone would be. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know exactly what my call rate is, but. Sure. Yeah. And then. Uh, what about uh, like what do you breed with? You breed all sex then or no, 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 no. I I don't use that much sex. Uh, a little bit on the heifers, uh, on the cows rarely. It's mostly conventional. Yeah. Huh. And so and I I do a little bit of flushing and we buy some embryos too. Huh. Yeah. I see. And what uh, I I seen you in the. Uh, magazine recently for some sort of award. What was that for again? Your most recent award. I've seen Nifera Holstein's for something. Uh, we didn't have a spring show. It must have been the one. Well, we... I did get some awards from our local Holstein club. Like Was, was that this summer? Yeah, well, it was like right after COVID, right? Yeah. Because, oh uh, yeah, yeah, right. We were gonna yeah, have... I got one too. Yeah, you probably got them around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that for again? That's our our summer. Is that our summer show. 
No, 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 because our show got cancelled, right? So we always have have our our club awards, right? And we always have our awards banquet at uh, in March. Yeah. At the end of March, of course. Oh, right? and then they hand out the awards in the summer. Well, they, that's when they hand them out at at the awards banquet, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This the, time they handed them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then they they came and dropped them all off. Yeah. yeah. What did you get yours for? Right? Um, Very good two-year-old or yeah. something? Yeah. 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 Which yeah, I didn't even think she deserved it, but oh, <laughs> well, sometimes it's a nice surprise, I guess. Well, like, yeah. By the time I got the the plaque or whatever, she her back legs were weren't looking their best. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really into the whole showing cows thing. If I think they're good, then that's more important to me than if the classifier thinks they're good yeah. type of thing. But, yeah. And sometimes the two line up. Like, a, I got an 88-point um, second caver. So I'm pretty excited about her because I think she's awesome too. But Who is she sired by? Uh, man, I think it's Kingpin. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're hundred percent with select, so they're they're all select bulls. But... So you're buying everything from Dennis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get him on the podcast too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like four levels above me as far as like understanding genetics and and all that stuff. Because I'm basically just shoveling manure every day. That's kind of what I do. Yeah. But yeah, love to have him on to explain things to our listener. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I'd listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. What other crosses? Uh, well, you just have pure Holstein, but what? Uh, what other bulls are you using and stuff like that? Right now, I got way too much in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got greedy. Well, I don't know. There's just yeah. You know, you want to buy some bulls from everybody. Oh, okay. Right. Especially, yeah. you know, everybody's got one or two good bulls, right? Okay. So that's why, you know, I, I get what you're doing because... You well, I don't care from, enough. You, you, well, and, but you just buy from one guy, that's way easier. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can buy, like, in volumes, you can get better discounts, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. But I want to get to where you're at as far as genetics and, like, ultimately production and income, right? I want my cows to be doing 45 liters too, right? Yeah. So, like, am I on the right path? You well, know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with genetics. Yeah. Dennis does, and he's, you know, helped me out. But is that the fastest way to get there? I don't know. Or would it be faster with two studs? No, I don't think that matters. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you can easily get there with one stud. Yeah, it's just like every stud has good bulls, right? Yeah. So, but like this herd that I bought, like they were strictly West End, and they okay. already had the production when I took over. Right. Right. And so they they just it's just so all the ones that you've bred are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that, but uh, but you had a good base, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, it's good to have a good base. Yeah, but I started with all call cows, and some of them were pretty good. I had a I had a call cow that my dad picked up. She went like eighty six or something. Okay. She, good cow. Yeah. But yeah, probably had some other issue, or whatever. Had somebody called her for, or called from a herd like this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite good enough production, eh? Yeah. How does she milk? 
fine. Yeah. Not terrific. But. No. Yeah. No, but see, on a year like this, you're going to be able to pick up some decent call cows. Yeah. Right? Because That's true. You know, like, out in, if there's one little thing wrong with them, they're gone. Yeah. Right? That is kind of the, the only plus side of COVID. I guess. Among dairy farmers. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're... I mean, if you would be looking to upgrade your herd, this would be the time. Right, yeah. So should people be raising their own heifers then, or...? I think so. When you can pick up good call cows? Yeah, but you... Like, you want to... I guess, like, I'm, I'm at the point where I want to keep all my own animals, right? Like, I, sure. I, don't, I don't know where you're at, right? But, yeah. um, you know, we're kind of at the point where we should be breeding all of our top animals to sex semen and our bottom end to beef. Right. Right? For what reason? Just so that you don't get any offspring from your worst animals and you get, you make sure you get heifers from your best cows. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I know the idea. It sounds nice. <laughs> I know. I know, but it is hard. It's it's hard to say I don't wanna I don't wanna have a calf from this cow. Yeah. Right? It's all ready to You've be. given up on her almost it, kind, of, kind of. Yeah. 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 But you know, it, in a way it does make sense because if you end up with too many heifers and then in years like this when they're worth nothing, right? Yeah. So you're putting like two thousand, twenty five hundred into them. Is that right? Yeah, at least two thousand dollars to raise them till they're two years old. Huh. I got I got fifteen hundred bucks just on feed. Yeah. For me, but I don't count my time. Well, there's your time, but there's also like the semen cost to to breed her, right? And then right. the cow has to carry. Well, I guess if it was a beef calf, you'd do the same thing, right? But then you get like a three four hundred bucks for her. Him yeah, that's right true. Away, right? And then you got to add on all the costs of the ones that, you know, the heifers you called before they even came in. Those get added on to your, your raised yeah. cost too. Yeah. Huh. So two thousand bucks, eh? I would say that's that's what people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, boss and I, were just at uh, West End meeting talking about their P three program. Right. Yeah. The li limousine or whatever that is. Uh. Whatever, the beef semen that you yeah, 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 yeah. So they have limousine and then they have uh, Angus and like an Angus limousine cross. Okay. Right? And so, but, but yeah, they were saying it cost 2500 bucks to raise a heifer, so that's where I got it from, that number. Huh. What's your cost for your cows, your milk cows? Cost per know. head per day? I don't know. I should know that already. I should know oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rely on my nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, I do too. That's where he tells me quite frequently. That's oh, okay. I know. Yeah, I should ask him then. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, who's your nutritionist, Bob? Bob, yeah. Yeah. Gotta have him on the podcast too. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Huh. Cool. Well, I uh, don't want to keep you too much longer. I'll let you go. Okay. Thanks for the chat. Yeah. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening to episode number two of the Faraway Farm Boy podcast. Join us next week.